Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning into my podcast, Nika at Night, where we talk about all things from entertainment to current events. Please make sure to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Nickelodeon underscore. Now let the show begin. Hi guys, thank you so much for tuning in to Nika at Night with your boy Nico. So on this episode, I wanted to talk about the relationship between um, the queer community of, well, well, so queer people of color and um, the black community um, or, you know, the black community versus the LGBTQIA community as <laughs> as a whole. Um, and I was really inspired to do this podcast because um, I've mentioned before that I've been on this app called Clubhouse and Clubhouse has really kind of, um, I don't want to say open my eyes, but unfortunately it has really exposed me to just how visceral, um, the, 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 the dislike, and I'm just going to say hate for queer people of color or LGBT people and LGBTQIA people in general is amongst the black community and as someone who is black and queer um and i can't separate those two things you know i really was like what is it right because i've always been able to get like a couple of like snapshots right people always kind of have their um you know anecdotal experiences and 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 there's all these other kind of like like snippets of like where that stems from right whether it stems from religion whether it stems from the you know demasculation of black men or whether it stems from this idea of um somehow uh, trigger warning double trigger warning um our ancestors being um ard right um you know the r word but for me it's never really felt like complete and so I found this really, really, really well-written article by a person named uh, Michelle Minari, um, written on October 29th, um, 2020, so last year, who wrote an article titled uh, Homophobia's Dark Presence in the Black Community. And I'm going to read that article um, for you guys here because, you know, I felt like I, I don't personally possess like the most... Um, <laughs> the most astute vernacular to kind of like piece together my own thoughts without necessarily using like a lot of profanity um, or even just rambling on because so many things do come to my mind with this topic. And so I'm going to read this and I'm going to give my thoughts uh, at the end. Um, So yeah, I'm going to go start. Okay. Okay. So Michelle starts the article with uh, first centuries the black community has faced marginalization, discrimination, and blatant hatred as a result of the deep systemic racism that runs rampant in society. Despite this, the black community is collectively strong and has remained resilient through 200 plus years of enslavement, years of discrimination, following emancipation, the racist turmoils of the American prison system, and police brutality. While the community has has mainly progressive views as a collective, homophobia is still impeding further progress. Judging an entire group of people based on something they cannot change is paradoxical. Um, The blatant homophobia within the black community is contradictory given the fact that we ourselves are oppressed as uh, 
as uh, are oppressed in society. Black individuals who are in the LGBT community are plagued with neglect from their community. Battles with identity crisis are heavy and the quest for a safe space has become a long and hard journey. Many black LGBT, uh, many black LGBTQ plus individuals are often forced to choose between identifying with either their blackness or their sexual orientation. And the failure to recognize intersectionality warrants an individual to exist freely and wholly within their race and sexual orientation by some members of the black community is harmful and it unfairly rejects an entire sector of the community. Religion has played a massive role in homophobia, still having a part in the black diaspora. The theological driven anti-LGBTQ plus rhetoric in white churches is also heavy in the black church. Significant portions of the black diaspora hold the black church as a central part of their community, no matter where they're placed in the world. The black church has a heavy influence over the community worldwide, so it naturally follows that their teachings, even if some of them may be problematic, it has served as a spiritual vessel that socially and psychologically empowered black Americans during and after the American chattel slavery. They found solace in the literal interpretation of the Bible to defend homophobia. Additionally, no matter their socioeconomic background, the black church has precedent in most black families. Thus, it has a heavy influence on the black community. Now, here's where the article, um, Michelle kind of goes over um, some studies that they have found. Um, and I'm going to refer to Michelle as a they or them uh, because I don't know Michelle's pronouns, just to be respectful. So, uh, black scholars have found that homophobia in the black community stems from a psychocultural fear of sexuality as a response to the history of exploitation of black sexuality during slavery by white masters. Forms of the stereotypes such as the Jezebel, the Mammy, and the hypersexual black man developed during slavery and that are still alive in the modern society. In fear of conforming or confirming these stereotypes in the eyes of white society, addressing sexuality has become widely taboo, and in doing so, homosexuality is often viewed as a phase in one's life by the older generation. Additionally, homosexuality plays an integral part in why homophobia is the oh <laughs> sorry. Additionally, hypermasculinity plays an integral part in why homophobia is still significant. The black man not only enforced by his community to be strictly masculine, but to not also feel the need to constantly display masculinity. Black men are not allowed to show human qualities that may illustrate them as anything but masculine. Simple things such as showing emotions like a normal human being can bring an array of homophobic sentiments. Historically, black college and universities Hold on. <laughs> Historically, black colleges and university, an intrinsic, an intrinsic aspect of black culture, have also played a role in the homophobia that plays the community. Um, HBCUs, uh, which means historically black college universities, were established after the Civil War to serve African-Americans because they didn't have access to white institutions. In 2011, Robert Champion, a gay black student, was beaten to death during, an hazing, during a hazing incident at Florida A&M University. His lawyer believed that his sexuality was partly why he was abused. 
Most HBCUs have LGBT centuries and offer history courses about Black queerness. However, there is still a fight that leaves Black queer students feeling neglected. Just as being Black is not something one can escape, being a part of the LGBTQ plus community is not something that one can escape either. Being both Black and a member of the LGBT community is a difficult journey for many Black individuals. Intersectionality is not recognized, and as a result, queer people suffer from identity, identity issues and struggle to find their place in the Black community. The Black diaspora is not collectively homophobic or transphobic. However, as a community, we must address and tend to the needs of Black LGBTQ plus individuals in order to progress as a people. Whew. Okay. So that read was, you know, beautifully written um, and well, you know, well, well executed. And they were able to not only give an example of how even amongst colleges, amongst our, you know, uh, black college universities, um, where a young person by the name of Robert Champion was uh, alleged put was beaten to death and you know it is believed that they were beaten to death because of their sexuality right and for a lot of queer people of color who go to school that is the reality for a lot of us right where we go to school and the way we are physically harmed in school settings because of our sexuality right um there's no alleged for that it is very direct because the moment that we are being attacked slurs f slurs start to come out sissy words start to come out words that um demasculate queer black men and queer people in general start to come out right and that's and that homophobia starts to rear its ugly head right and that black queer people can't even go into their homes with their families and feel safe right that they don't even have safe spaces at home because if you come home and tell your parents like you know i got beat up at school because the kids made fun of me because you know they thought i was gay right then your parents start to wonder why they think you're gay right instead of wanting to kind of understand more so like what are the solutions to ensure that my child's safety is not going to be um hindered because of maybe their because of their sexuality right or because of an assume because of an assumption i want to tackle as a parent why the kids think you're gay um I can't necessarily speak from a personal standpoint, but I can speak from um, an anecdotal standpoint of a friend of mine um, who I went to school with, um, who got harassed a lot for being gay. And when they went to their uh, to their father about it, the father was more concerned with why the kids thought that his son was gay versus the kids physically harming his son. And so when the son had a moment where he realized himself, like, I am gay, right? Like, I can actually say, like, I'm gay. What happened? His father was the one that, you know, started to also uh, uh, to assault him, right? Started, you know, the physical violence started at home. And so when people say things like, oh, well, you know, people just don't know how to, like, accept it. It's like, no, no, we have to move away from this idea that is just, like, an opinion, right? Because your opinion on queer people's existence leads to actions that either kill people or put people in situations that will perpetuate further harm for them, right? Um, 
when Michelle started to commentate on uh, religion's influence, right? Um, like I said on my last, uh, not my last one, but I think a, a video or so before, oh, it might have been my last podcast. Um, I am someone that respects people for their religious beliefs. Um, I would never tell you that your belief is wrong because your belief is your opinion. And because opinions aren't facts, they cannot be uh, you know, proven or disproven. But when your opinion starts to cause harm to others, that is when I simply can say that your opinion is shite. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And um, that's really where I stand with it. Um, the uh, uh, Michelle mentioned, right, that um, the Black community um, finds solace, right? They find comfort in these sort of literal interpretations of the Bible. And I have to agree with that wholeheartedly, right? That there are a lot of times when I'm engaging uh, within Black spaces and the Bible becomes um, a centerpiece in conversation that there is this literal interpretation of the things that happen, but it's also very selective, right? Which also shows me that your feelings on it, your opinions on it are also shite because they're not concrete, right? Because... We can sit around here and say, like, I mean, like, to 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 believe that someone got uh, pregnant. Oh my gosh, so me a part by to 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 believe. Okay, I'm gonna just tackle uh, one of the uh, key stories within the Bible that speaks about uh, homosexuality and God's uh, wrath. Um, and that is a story of uh, Sodom and uh, Gomorrah. Um, and pretty much uh, that story goes like uh, uh, in Genesis, I believe, uh, God revealed to um, to uh, Abraham that Sodom and Gomorrah are to be destroyed for their grave sins, right? Um, and so Abraham pleaded for the lives of any righteous people living there, especially the lives of his nephew, uh, Lot and, uh, the family. Um, and so, and so the nature of the damning of the cities, um, traditionally have been associated with homosexual acts, Right. Um, because uh, the the mob of uh, mendules that uh, 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 that accost the angels had demanded of Lot um, to bring them out so that um, that they may know them. Um, and from a biblical standpoint, to say to to know you um, does not mean like, hey, let's go have some tea. It's like. I want to know your insides, um, respectfully, well, dis- uh, uh, disrespectfully. Um, and so, um, it's been long, uh, thought for people whose interpretation of that story is that the, the, the mob, uh, were committing acts of homosexuality, which was viewed as a sin, which is why God destroyed, uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. Um, right. And that, um, you know, um, uh, um, because uh, there's also some other scriptures that mention um, like sexual immorality and the unnatural lust um, um, and yeah um, 
you know, from for me, for me, um, my interpretation of that story had nothing to do with with God's dislike for homosexuality, right? Um, but more so that they were raping people. Oh, trigger warning. Oops, sorry. Trigger warning that they were aring people, right? Um, and that was the thing that God would uh detested, right? Um, yeah, that 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 the lack of hospitality um is what gave offense to God, right? Um and that because the mob demanded to pretty much rape the the angels, um yeah, you know, um it, like 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 because even if you like look in other scriptures, right? Um um it's argued that Christ would imply that the grave sin of Sodom and Gomorrah and any other towns that he refused um his disciples is that of inhospitality. of, of inhospitality. Right, because I believe in Ezekiel, it mentions that the inhabitants' refusal to care for the poor, despite their prosperity, which is taken as further evidence that homosexuality was not the cause of the the damnation. Right, um, but 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 that is the story, right? And so again, my my point that I've made prior in, in, in many of my conversations is that like I don't personally believe that God hate homosexuals um i just don't um because i feel like all of the 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 biblical context that references homosexuality in such a negative way are laws written by men of those particular stories for their community not that God said it, but like those men felt that way because those men are the, you know, disciples and because God speaks through them, which again is an interpretation that they felt that way. Right. But that to even like counter argue a lot of like people's today's claim that somehow homosexuality is new and, and, and homosexuality is something that was created because I mean, I've, I've literally heard people say like soy milk. Right. Like like for like like black men are gay because of soy milk. Right. It's like, well, was there soy milk in the Bible? <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like if homosexuality existed in the Bible and homosexuality existed in that capacity, then homosexuality would have been here. Right. Homosexuality. Homosexuality is not new by any standards. But, you know, I, I just think that for me i've told people like on clubhouse they're like oh well, are you pro- are you pro black because you're married to an asian man and for me yeah i am pro black and they will argue that well you can't be pro black if you don't create black families and for me i would all i i disagree right i disagree because to me being pro black is not um it's not about it's not about reproduction right and 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 quite frankly people don't realize it but like reproduction and centering um and centering life into reproduction is so cheap and what i what i mean by that is is that we're put on we're we're put here on earth to make babies i don't think that that is true 
I don't, I, I think that we were put on this earth to live our life. And if you have a child, you have a child. If you don't, you don't. But it's to live your life to the fullest and make the best of your life, right? Not to have to make babies because there are some people and not just women, which is also very frustrating, right? That we always center women's infertility, but men are also capable of being infertile. A lot of men are infertile, okay? Um, that because you are infertile, right? That you somehow fail at life, right? And that's not okay. And and we don't even and we don't even talk about that, right? We don't even talk about how if life is centered around making babies and people who don't make babies, what does that mean for them? That they fail at life already because they don't make babies, which is why it it, it just which is why I, I I refute to believe that, right? Um even when people connect the idea of like being fruitful and multiply, uh, <laughs> being fruitful and multiply, that is a capacity that you are given, you know, if you have the capabilities to do so. Multiply if you can, but multiply, you can't multiply by one, sweetie. You can multiply by two, by three, right? But you have to also understand like, are you, my pro blackness is rooted in the quality of life. Okay, something that I mentioned before in a in, in I think my last podcast, right? The quality of life. Why have a bunch of children that are going to have a poor quality of life? That to me is anti-black. To revel in the struggle, right? And to raise people in the struggle by choice is anti-black. But to give your child the best life, right? for them so that they can grow up and want to give their child the best life. That to me is being pro-black, okay? The black nuclear family is to me maybe being pro-black. The bl black family structure is pro-black. And when I say black family structure, I'm encompassing all varieties of the black family structure. That is the single mother, the single parented household. That is the extended family household. Because if all those things can contribute to the quality of life for a child, for a black child, that's pro-black. That even if that includes a black gay man with another black gay man raising, you know, black children in a good, good household where they have morals and values and they're eating and they're fed. And, and you know what I mean? Like that is also pro-black. Two women, two trans, it doesn't matter um, to me at least, right? Um, because even the idea of, 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 of reproduction, I hate to break it to a lot of people, but reproduction is not exclusive to sexuality, right? Um, I can have a baby right now if I want to, and I, and, and 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 I don't have to have sex. <laughs> I don't I don't have to physically engage in sex with a with a female to have a baby. I can pass her a turkey baster, and let's just say I did have physical sex with a female. I'm still gay, and I still reproduced. She's still straight. She's still reproduced. So 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 even that. Oh, and you know what? While I'm on this topic, because I'm thinking about it, is that question. Or riddle me this. Oftentimes I hear people say, God does not hate the sinner. God hates the sin. And okay, so so I'm gonna use me. 
So God does not hate me as a homosexual. God hates me. God hates the act of homosexuality. So, so, so there are queer people who practice celibacy. Queer, if there are queer people who practice celibacy, which means they do not engage in the act, then you cannot say that God hates homosexual people. Or, right? Because if I don't engage in the act, then he has no reason to hate. Well, I'm saying God is they. Because, because, because if God is in all of us, that's man, woman, child, trans, intersex, non-binary, whomever. So catch what I'm saying though. Or does that make sense what I just said then? If 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 the act is not being acted upon, then you cannot hate. So therefore you don't hate me. And so if we start to generalize that all queer people are having sex, then that is false. Because they're all <laughs> Baby, let me tell you, I'm taking a sip of this strawberry milk. Mm. Damn, that was loud. Yeah. You can't cast that hate all on all of us because I know a lot of queer people who do not have sex, who like legit don't like sex. They don't have it, never had it. I know a 30-year-old virgin who has no intentions on not being a virgin. And it's not because of religion. They some whatever happened to them they don't like sex right and that's their right so okay um and on that no uh, i think that that is the end of my podcast um <laughs> uh, you know uh so I'm, I'm gonna leave it at this uh like at the end of every uh, podcast i always leave my uh, uh social media tags um feel free to write me feel free to uh ask me any questions feel free to even just talk talk crap to me i you know that's that's your that's your provocative um so again thank you so much for listening to neek at night and i'll see you next time bye thank you so much for tuning into my podcast neek at night you can find me on ig and twitter at nickelodeon underscore please make sure to follow me there where i will be posting updates on any upcoming podcasts Have a good night and see you next time.